Tonight on Who Let Us Watch This, two young women watch a show from their childhood that sparked obsessive anxieties of intruders and ghosts. Welcome to Who Let Us Watch This, a weekly podcast where we talk about TV shows, movies, and miniseries from our childhood, the scars they left, and the premature adults they created. I'm Jenny. And I'm Elise. This uh, first show is dedicated to some very special people that allowed me to have the microphone I'm talking on, and Elise, the microphone she will be talking on, uh, Nimi Uberoy, Palak Iyer, Spencer Dixon, Don Sturm, Vaughn Frederick, Penny Rossford wonderful people that all contributed to the creation of this podcast and our season is going to be dedicated to two people these names will become very familiar because we will say them at the beginning of every show kyle mcglade and scott kasanovich wonderful people i know them well i know them well as well um so i'm really excited about tonight's show because we're going to be talking about uh a show that i think has really formed me as a person uh, for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. Starting, I think, in 1995, uh, to set the scene. Yeah, please. Paint with a broad brush. I will. We uh, we were going to move out of the state of Virginia, a commonwealth, if you will, to New Jersey because my father got a job up there or was going to get a job. I don't know. But we moved out of my childhood home into a rental home and I had night terrors the entire time we lived in this rental home. It because, wasn't because of the show. I think this was a contributing factor because at this time, again, I was only four or five. Uh, my father was gone in the evenings a lot. It felt like, and I knew we're not going to go into that. Whatever well, he was why? gone. Yeah, he was, he was gone. Flying Un- to the the job interviews. I don't know. Unclear. Things were happening. Bol- he was in a bowling league. Things. Couldn't do anything. Whatever. Yeah. Um, my mother and I would watch this show at nighttime and then I would go to bed and this sparked something that has lasted up until tonight where yeah. after watching an episode, I cannot go into a room in the house alone. I must be let followed. Me, yeah. Let me just, let me just say, um, so we, of course we're talking about unsolved mysteries, uh, great show, mm-hmm. really good show. Uh, and I don't want to be obtuse here. This, I think, best mystery show ever. Yes. Especially for weird white people crimes. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't like, this is not 48 hours. This is not, um, you know, this is not some A&E bullshit. No. This is some three network spanned, like 20 plus year production. Mm-hmm. Like multiple host, cheater esque type, can't let it die show, um, and it's just terrifying. It really lasts the span of time. Um, terrifying and true. <laughs> never a false. It's never story. untrue. It's always That's real. Right. And and I think that what's most frightening, what's most frightening about uh, unsolved mysteries, is that it's all unsolved. They do updates. Yes. They do, do They do updates. About a quarter of their stories. Yeah. Which 
the whole thing about this show that was great was they had the the call in center. So yeah. at the end of the episode, they gave you the phone number. number. If you have any information, please call. And people did. Uh huh. That's how and they let, solved the crime. I was so I was reading about uh, they've solved like over two hundred mysteries mm-hmm. because of unsolved mysteries, which is amazing that people actually listen and watch. What was striking is that this show has been on NBC, CBS, and yet I don't think there's anyone out there that didn't watch it on Lifetime. 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 Yep. That's just, that's where we caught it. Yep. I don't know what time it was on. I'll tell you what time it's on now. I'll tell you what time it's on now. New episodes are airing. New episodes are airing. There is a new host, Dennis Farina, Uh, 8 a.m. weekdays. Get that before yeah, school. Yeah, just so you can. And what's strange is like when I was little and I watched this show, it was on. I swear to God, it had to be on at like 930 or 10 or 11 o'clock at night. It was like it, it was in the, very late. It felt late. But and, I'm and not like I was I was not supposed to be watching it. I was definitely up late to watch it. Yeah. Well, my parents put a television set in my room. Nope. When I was <laughs> at, at like nine. Wow. That will never happen. Yeah, at nine at nine wow. years old, and so I think my bedtime was somewhere around nine p.m. Nope, mine but, was like seven. I'm sure of Jesus, it. Jesus, that is harsh. Well, when I was like four or five, I'm a, I'm not talking about watching the show. For everyone listening out there, Elise and I's age difference is about two years. Two years, yeah, like give or take two years, a little over two years. So I was probably watching this when I was like. Eight, nine, ten, I think. I mean, I continue to watch it. Yeah. Throughout the years. But if you want to catch it now, 8 a.m. weekdays. Lifetime. Lifetime. You can still watch it. It's mm-hmm. new. It's newer shows. Same old mysteries. Same old stuff. I wanted to say um, the categories for this show. So the reason that I think the show is as amazing as it is, is that it has a very broad level of categories that it's willing to go down. Will it, the rabbit holes this show is willing to go down. I'm going to list them out. And you can have whatever you want. You know, like your feelings on these. Murder. Yes. Missing persons. Helped. Wanted fugitives. Terrifying. Mostly just truncated to wanted. Not right. even fugitives. Right. UFOs. I was never that into that. Either. Nope, I didn't care for I didn't it. really care for that one. Although I will say that this and what's that movie with Will Smith? Independence Day. Yep. And Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. Mars Attacks also saw that very young. Don't know why I was watching that. Yeah, I, I was taken to, the, to see that in the theaters. <laughs> that was I distinctly remember being taken There's to see that. There's a lot of sex in that film. I think there were a lot of movies that our parents wanted to watch and like they still had to watch us. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go with them, uh-huh. even if it was a show that like it just really shouldn't see. But I, yeah. th- that's where my images for UFOs came from. But this show, I always found this particularly uninteresting. Um, <clears throat> here's here's another one. Uh, the Unexplained. And I do want to uh, emphasize that, that unexplained is capitalized here because it's just unexplained. I remember one that would fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Spontaneous combustion. Later found out the person died because they had a lit cigarette in their uh, little little frock they were wearing. That makes sense. Yes. Yep. That makes sense. Um, yep. People do not 
spontaneously combust. If you are worried about that, be rest, you know, rest assured you won't. And that's what the show really preys upon, really. Yeah. Is, is any our, is fear. Any fear you right. have. Any fear you have. that It's some, happened to somebody. It's happened to someone. It's going to happen again. And this show existed, I think it's important to remember, before the internet. Yeah. So now there are all kinds of things, YouTube videos you can see of terrible things happening to people. Mm-hmm. This show happened. But if you were alive in the 1990s. In the 80s, yes. Late 80s. And you wanted to see something really gruesome, mm-hmm. something terrifying. If you wanted to hear about something that would give you no resolve and right. only breed fear and uh, and, and terror. This is no episode Watch of, this show. This is no Forensic Files. This is no CSI. They do not catch the person at the end. No. They no, they do not. They don't know it's, what's happening. It's, it's titular that they don't. Which it's titular. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but the other, there's a couple, just a couple more categories. Amnesia. No. Fraud. <laughs> <laughs> These are according to the website that still now shows where you can watch it, what what's happening with the show. These are the categories of the show that you can be sure will be tuned into. The fraud doesn't get me as much. Amnesia, though. There was also a category. Scary. I I don't know if it's on there too. Mm. Treasures, <laughs> which I was like, no, that's real. Yep, hidden treasures. Hidden treasures. I, in fact, in doing research for the this episode, um, someone on Reddit was like, look, there's some buried treasure out there. <laughs> this guy, 1987, he hid it. He's been dropping clues ever since. Let's hide on out. Who's with me? This is not Fargo. You will not drive on the side of a wintry no. landscape and find a briefcase with a million dollars in it. Also a great show, though. Please watch. Yeah, I can't encourage anyone enough to, to watch that show. Um, but it just it's it's crazy. Unsolved Mysteries aired originally in 1987. I will way say. Way too early before I would ever watch it. I started watching it in like 1997. Um, it, yeah, 87. It started as... Um, a, a series of specials, seven specials. There were three different hosts. Hmm. Robert Stack hosted four God through seven. among men. Yes. This America's man. badass. Hero. Legend. And, and I think really kept London Fog going. Yeah. For a long time. I remember asking my mother if I could have a coat like that. Who didn't want a London Fog? And she said they were too expensive. Who didn't want that? It was an amazing... I mean, it... Mm-hmm. It looks good in 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 rain, right? It looks good in fog, especially it, outside in the darkness, where <laughs> the strangers are lurking. That's what this show taught me. A <laughs> uh, little bit more on on the show. Uh, Robert Stack hosted until two thousand two. He stayed with it. He is not alive anymore, though, right? No, he, he died is, okay. in two thousand thirteen. Uh, he had prostate Jeez. cancer. Oh. He died of a heart attack. Not of prostate cancer. Well, you know, when your health declines. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah, see sad Not things. the point. Anyway. <laughs> um, Elise is an EMT. Uh, just background information for anyone out there. We'll cut this part out. We'll cut this part in the weird <laughs> long story told about my house. We'll, we won't have that in there. Yeah, that'll be gone. Just keep the just keep the night terror bit in. Yeah. Um, they're normal. Anyway, uh, a little bit more on the show. Some actors got their start on unsolved mysteries matthew mcconaughey are you kidding me 1992 he played a murder victim 
in an episode. He wasn't even alive? He was a dead victim? I think he was alive and then he died. Did so he struggle? He, I don't know the particulars. Um, hmm. Also, Cheryl Hines, very funny, and Daniel Day Kim from Lost. You don't know who that is. I don't. I've never watched Lost. He's also on Hawaii 5.0 or something. Hawaii well, you 5.0. got me with Matthew McConaughey. We got to look yeah. at that episode. Um, I had one other thing I wanted to mention that I found of, of, that really crazy about the new Unsolved Mysteries site. Okay. There is a map on the site. For every mystery? For every mystery. Oh, my God. Road you can, trip. You could, you could literally plan a road trip around the mysteries that, and the murders and the unsolved missing persons, the heirs, the treasure, any of it. It's all accessible. There I, were a lot of lot here in Virginia. I oh, of course there are colonial. Uh, I do wonder if Robert Stack's burial site is on that as well, because I'm sure his ghost is lurking. His in that of London course fog it is. coat in that voice. Um, uh, I did want to say a couple yeah. of things about this young man. When he was 16, he was a, a member of the All American Skeet team. He was an <laughs> avid shooter and polo player. And he actually ended up setting two world records and was the national champion. And uh, he's inducted. In skeet? Skeet. Skeet shooting. I can ex- cannot explain what that is. I did not look it up. I have no interest it's in it. It's when you pull something and then shoot it. Already lost interest. Anyway, he is in the Hall of Fame. The National Hall of Fame for skeet shooting. Hmm. Uh, and he enjoyed the show. Because of the symbiotic relationship between audiences, being able to participate with the program because they got to call in and help solve crimes. I found a symbiotic relationship developed within myself of my anxiety disorder uh-huh. and the show. Yes. And how it grew as the show continued playing. Mm-hmm. So it's important to note that the episodes are broken down into four or five segments in each episode of different crimes or mysteries. And, I mean, these were obviously broken up by commercial breaks. These commercial breaks were the most terrifying times. If I had to go to the bathroom, I had to have someone follow me. I do want to say, in order to do the show, we watched uh, probably two hours of of Unsolved Mysteries to Mm -hmm. just kind of get back into the scene, you know, really set it and, like, understand the feeling and the emotion that was coming on and i'm right there and uh at one point i decided to leave the room mm-hmm. um and let and let elise just watch an episode by herself because it was one i had remembered yeah so i wanted to be fresh to it mm-hmm. for everybody out there um and uh upon coming back in there was a request to walk walk elise to the bathroom which i thought was a little bit much even for you I have no comment. I think it's perfectly reasonable feeling the feelings I have. This is a scary episode. I think it's a good segue, though, um, into Into the episodes, yeah, that that we watched. So, first, I I wanted to bring up um, not episodes that I really cared that much about, but we Mm -hmm. did end up watching an episode um, about a woman that had been abducted. Well, who knows? Who knows? It's unsolved. Still unsolved. Who can say? What happened to her? Um... But this episode was about a, a lady named Judy Himes. Mm-hmm. Um, and my biggest takeaway was that uh, if you need to get an abortion, you're going to die. 
<laughs> that was my takeaway. It was they mentioned the word. It was illegal this, like, abortion. Illegal abortion. It occurred in 1965, which, if many of you probably know, you know, we did not have access to safe and legal abortion at that time. And she was an unmarried young woman, 22 years old, uh, believed to be pregnant. Found but as much as the episode didn't have anything to do really with the abortion mm-hmm. the amount of time that they mentioned right. she was getting an illegal abortion and yep and then the whole episode just turns and, well, to, to facts it wasn't and... just that they kept saying that that uh abortion was not common which mm-hmm. isn't true women are just silent about their abortions so it seems like they're not having them but they have always had them and they will continue to have them yeah so this is just uh I thought an interesting tidbit of history to dig up with Unsolved Mysteries that it was probably ingraining a pretty, you know, a notion in my mind that you get an abortion, you're going to die. You're going to die or end up missing or in a car somewhere. Most of the stories were if you are a woman and you are alone, you're going to die. Yeah. You better. That was most of it. Or if you're a child. Right. You're going to die. You're not making it out. Mm -mm. You're not getting out of that one. And no one will know what happened to you. Nope. And some weird clue will be dropped like 25 years later. Yep. They're going to make some crazy sort of like, you know, updated, updated computer <laughs> image. computerized image of your face. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, at that point, it was probably just an artistic rendering. I don't think they had the computers yeah. advanced And enough. it's not going to be accurate. No. Not nearly accurate enough to find you. No. And even though you're like 20 minutes outside of where you were kidnapped. And that's always it. You're always like, tw- I'm like 20. He's 25 minutes away. I watched an episode where... I um a waitress. Okay, so a girl gets kidnapped, right? A Navajo girl. A Navajo Indian Important. girl yes. gets kidnapped and a waitress like 20 years later is waiting it, on a it table. It was 5 years later. Sorry, it was 5 years later waiting on a table. Uh and the girl like keeps on dropping forks intentionally on the table off the table mm-hmm. and the waitress picks the fork up and puts the fork back on which, the table which by the way which is like gross, gross. like <laughs> nasty ew, not what you do as a no. waitress but anyway she picks up the fork she puts it back on the table and then yeah the girl like she just grabs her wrist she's like oh like, holding up, it, like, squeezing her hand. which and it's like, Clue. if anyone did that to me, I'd be like, this is weird. Yep. This Navajo girl she also mentioned with two weird white people. Disheveled looking. Yeah. Didn't look happy. Mm-hmm. Kept her eyes down. Uh-huh. Then waitress goes, gets something, comes back. No, they've gone. They paid their bill. She's they cleaning their, up. Oh, she's, she's busting paid, the yeah. table. So like, this wasn't weird to her. Then underneath the plate, a napkin that says, please help, call police. It's just, I don't know. How do you not find that too person? Too little, too late. <laughs> In my deepest fears, would, mm-hmm. as a child, or being kidnapped by someone at night, out of my home. Daytime. I don't care. Daytime These, was particularly terrifying. I but, used yeah. to actively talk to myself, like have negotiations whether I should lock a door to keep people out or have it unlocked. Because if it is locked, there is a potential you could be running through the house trying to open the door. Trapped trapped because you're by your own device you're so scared you can't even turn the lock that's how that's how amped up you are and then you end up running nowhere to this day as i'm coming in Mm -hmm. i never block the door right behind myself i take i some i most of the time take a a lap yeah i do a lap i do a lap Mm -hmm. i do a lap and then i come back i want to be able to run away if something's happening in there lots of doors in the heat of the moment um basically though my i think from 
um, before we get into the episodes that I wanted to that we that we watched, um, uh, I wanted to say my biggest takeaway from a lot of the episodes was if you just wait long enough, you can get away with almost anything. Just wait twenty years, twenty five years. There was one. There was a cop in one of the episodes that said, "Look, we're it, not even going to prosecute Judy, you." It was the Judy Himes. The Judy Himes limitations had he was like gone up. Don't even worry about it. Because they got these weird calls from Nebraska saying that Judy was alive and living in Omaha. They had two calls saying that from different people. Yeah. But they, the cop at the end was just, uh-huh. you know, whatever you have, bring it forward. We won't even prosecute. And then and then we the last caller said that JK, we dumped her body in the ocean. Yeah. And she's JK, it's alive. gone. So and that was knows? the end of that one. Sad yeah. and gut-wrenching. The saddest part, though, was that the 22-year-old Judy in the photo they showed really looked in her 40s and I'm just yeah, thankful the, they, for you know they did do they did do a re, uh what is it rendering no the rendering? they they had a an they actual the, photo and then no, a rendering no, no. they had an actual photo but the rendering didn't look that different no nope. the 22-year-old Judy it didn't anyway um 22-year-old Judy was hard um I'm I don't think anyone connected to Judy Himes is gonna watch this show but if they do, I'm really sorry because that was mean. Apologies. Um, but loss. they're anyway, probably dead too now, though. That was 30 years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, that was a really long time ago. Uh, the episodes um, that I wanted to talk about. So my episode, uh, we can start with yours. I think. I think uh, I was out of the room for it, so it could be really scary. Could be nothing. Yes, it was scary. Um, my story yeah. is called Resurrection Mary. It's about the Resurrection Cemetery outside of Chicago. And there were several instances in the story of this woman, a young woman, wearing a long, white, you know, dressy dress and, and hair uh, done up really well. Uh, maybe I'll rephrase that. There were just several stories of a woman dressed in white, uh, flowing dress, flowing hair, you know, pretty being seen at dancing halls, being seen getting into taxis or just around the cemetery. And she would talk to people. 1939, a dance hall, a man sees this this young woman in white, goes up and dances with her all night, and then offers her a ride home. Uh, she had told him previously where she where she lived, where she stayed, and... That was about it. He knew her name was Mary and that she had cold hands. (laughs) But when they went to leave, he tells or she tells him to go to Archer Road instead of taking her home. And he's like, what's all this about? This is secluded, which, by the way, in my mind, I'm thinking he probably thinks he's getting some action. They're going to seclusion. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, she tells him to stop the car and then she starts walking away and vanishes from his eyes as she's walking and this happened uh on an indian evening and then the next did day did you say an indian evening in the evening in the evening we can just cut that part out so after this happened the next day uh he goes to the neighborhood where mary said she lived found her house knocked on the door woman answers older woman he says Hello, I'm looking for a young woman named Mary. She lives here. Uh, The lady that answered said, no one by that name lives here. You have a mistake. And he sees a picture frame with Mary's picture in it. 
She said, that has to be a mistake. That's my daughter. She died five years ago. What? Yes, I have chills. Can I ask you a question? What? Why is this particular one stuck for you? Because Mm -hmm. ghost stories are scary. This is like a benign ghost story. Sure. It's not really that terrifying. I was expecting something a lot scarier. Well, because she's real. Is she? Mm Mm-hmm. As a child hearing this, yeah, what were your big takeaways? Ghosts are real. Mm-hmm. And they scare you. The, the people that talked about this were terrified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this wasn't the scariest ghost story. This is just one I remembered from perusing. Yeah, I think, like, I, in trying to think about this show again, because it did have such a large impact on my life, mm-hmm. in the way that it grew anxieties coddled them and just kept them going uh as i got older sure um the stories aren't that scary but it's just the way they tell them with the music yeah the music and everything in there is robert's voice or whatever his name is robert stack robert stack's voice his voice in in the starting music and like the, the intro in to the segment yeah and the segments yeah i would get scared yeah that scares me just thinking about it mm-hmm. yeah um my uh the one that, so when i think about unsolved mysteries the show that the i the episode that comes to mind mm-hmm. it's not one that like really stuck with me as far as like i think i mean it, it has produced like one habit that i have um which i'll just give a very brief idea of what this episode is about lady went and was driving got in a car accident car over the road had her son with her five-year-old son and the car is lost at the bottom of this ravine he's three. Oh, i thought he was five years old he's three years old okay he was really little yeah anyway i was probably really little when i was listening to this because mm-hmm. that was terrifying to me yeah the idea so like the first part is like oh god really scary that you get in a car accident mm-hmm. but then um the part that stuck with me and the part that i to this day sticks with me as i drive as I go on long trips, this totally, uh, like, outside source of of these two people are driving, Mm -hmm. like, a week later, um, and they see a naked body of a woman on the side of the road. They call this into the police department, and they say, I just saw a naked bitch on the side of the road. You gotta come investigate this. And the police department's like, that's crazy and they come out and they look and they're like I don't see anything here there's no naked lady and you're crazy and then police chief for whatever reason the next day is like I need the daylight which when they do the reenactment of this that car is down there so plain as fucking day it's just under uh, it was just yeah it was just a hill but he couldn't see it for whatever reason that night he couldn't see it right no naked lady no car nothing next day comes in there finds the car lady dead 100 percent, belted into the car clothed fully three, died, died three, on impact yeah died on impact five days out there yeah the car has been there for five days and the three-year-old is just laying in the seat next to her in the fetal position they said he had an hour left and they find him and he's alive now and he's alive and he's alive and he's fine today the, what stuck with me from this show uh, is that as I drive, 
and I'm serious. And I don't think I've ever, to- I don't think I've ever told you this, but I look on the side of the road. And I, if there's something there, a naked person that's there to show me that something's down there, you got to go find it. Wow, because I'm definitely just looking for deer, so I don't hit no, them. No, I'm not just looking for deer. I'm always looking for the paranormal. It happened. How else would they find the child? I watched the show in probably 1997. Mm-hmm. I was like eight or nine years old. And it cemented in me the idea that you could find people through paranormal people. And also probably struck an interest. And this just occurred to me um, in the rewatching that I was probably just interested in a naked woman. Mm. I think. I think it struck me because it was a naked woman. But that, you know, neither here nor there. Wow. Yeah. Well, these, we've picked two ghosts that are the opposite of harmful. Mine is benign and yours saved a life. Yeah, it's kind of nuts that we seem to... um... Because a ghost is scary just in that it exists. It doesn't need to do something bad. We seem to have, like, really focused on the benign entities. There's some really fucked up shit in this show. Mm -hmm. Ghosts that kill people. A (laughs) hundred percent. Dead. Yes. And those were terrifying. Uh Uh-huh. And many shows since then have tried to do what Unsolved Mysteries did. Can't. Can't and yet, it. still, Unsolved Mysteries remains. I wonder if we'll watch the David Farina part of it, the version of it. I gotta be honest, I've seen it when it's on TV. It's mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah. Because Robert Stack's voice tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, mm-hmm. you, know, you can't beat it. Yeah. He is really good. He's good at just selling it mm-hmm. and making you feel like, I'm he, ready to shit my pants. His, his face had no emotions. No, it, it didn't. There, he never had a reaction to anything. Reading off a teleprompter, and yeah. I was still just riveted. You know, I did. I actually, I remembered um, on the website for Unsolved Mysteries, mm-hmm. and these are the true heroes. In the comments section, yes, I read of those the show. comments. Yes, there are comments on every episode. And they're solving these things. Yep, they've got ideas, mm-hmm. and they are. Going to town. Yeah. These are like 20 year old murder cases, but like Betsy R5 Dingo is on it. To She's, be fair though, yeah. Tupac, MLK Jr., also on the site. I want to know are they getting the same attention, the same No, love? The, well, maybe. But these were, it seemed like these cases, no case was special. These heroes among us, these angels that walk among us, are solving these cases. With no information. <laughs> Just the internet. No no degree. Right. No special skills. Just cold, honest facts and the ability to type on a keyboard and say, hey, hey, everyone, mm-hmm. I think there's something here. And they re- basically they're just rewatching episodes and saying, wait a minute. Remember when he showed that thing? I got a phone call at the same time, and I think there's something going on here. Something there's a. I think we should send police to each of those individuals' homes because I think they did it. I'm going to investigate why the commentators. If I was a they serial so killer, interested. Why? Yeah. Why are you so interested? At 20 years later, in solving this Let cold case, um, 
the last sort of really frightening aspect of the show that I think really stays with you. And even if you're a child, you don't even know that it's happening and it's coming into your mind. Mm-hmm. The statistics. Yes. So Jeez many. Louise. Um, so I want to, I want to bring up one statistic. Can I say one? Sure. It, it's approximated there are... <laughs> that I'm saying mine. A hundred okay. serial That's what killers. I was say. There are over a hundred serial killers that just live among us. Which, how would they know? How would they know? Yeah. But they felt strong enough about their facts to say it. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. 30% of murders go unsolved. I think that's probably higher now. That sounds low. It sounds really low. That sounds low. low. Um, yeah. Well, I think we've solved the mystery as to why we both have such extreme fears related to the show. I think I learned that I actually don't... Maybe I didn't get extreme fears from this show at all because the biggest one I remember is that the paranormal are here to help you. That was my takeaway. Mystery, again, solved. Mystery solved. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this first episode. Um, Please send us a review on iTunes. Subscribe, rate rate us there. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes or at our website who let us watch this uh, Follow us on Twitter at WLUWT and like our Facebook page. We're posting everywhere. Yeah, we're all over. Mm-hmm. We've really covered all of our social media bases with the exception of Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also email us uh, any stories or show uh, suggestions to WLUWT podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and eventually um you know turn that into maybe even an ending segment who can say with your stories and things you like to tell us you're open to suggestions but not too many i'm reading dear sugar right now so i think that's kind of bleeding in what it's a book it has advice columns and she answers okay all right see you guys later (laughs) 